Welcome back, hunters. It's your friend me, Lee, here. Today, we're going to be talking about cosplay practicals, how to source materials and fabric, and who and what, and how to cosplay the characters you love. So, get your glue ready, get out some pen and paper, thread your bobbin, and let's start the hunt. Everyone, you know, in EP zero, I was all about, you know, recapping what happened in season one, but I really want to check in with you guys and uh, let me know uh, if you don't know already, uh, follow me on Instagram. That's kind of my touchstone for everything. That's why I post everything first because Instagram is very uh, low key, right? Like you post a picture with a little bit of a comment and that's it. You know, it's what Facebook was before it became the, you know, the crap show that it is now if you follow me you if you've been following me on instagram you know that there's a discord called xb hunters guild uh if you want to join the discord where you can discuss with me you know oh if i was playing the sinking city i would have done this differently you missed this secret easter egg or if you want to propose to me a topic for uh, the podcast or you think there's someone I should be talking to uh, that you would be interested in hearing me interview, let me know. I'm always open to things like that. The best way to get in contact with me is still through Instagram, but you can email me at xbhunterlee at gmail.com. You can join the Discord and again, send me a direct message or you can uh, send me a comment on YouTube. All of the, my social medias, whether it be Discord, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and now Patreon. And I know that's like thinking highly, right? Like I know there's some lurkers and people who follow and like to listen, um, but uh, Patreon gives me a means to uh, kind of upgrade from what I'm doing now. So uh, I'm going to be doing some IRL episodes. I'm going to be doing Cosplay Academy, which you might've seen on the Instagram where um, it's not so much me teaching you how to th do things. It's me troubleshooting how I'm going to create things, whether it be cosplay or even just straight sewing in general of clothing. And you can see what I did wrong and then do it better. I, I don't mind being the, the guinea pig. It's cool. Um, that's what frenemies are for, to be honest. But anyway, today we're doing cosplay practicals. And one of the most practical things about cosplay is sourcing material. Uh, whether it be uh, before, you know, quarantine or after, getting quality material is always the most important thing. And while I, this is something very specific to cosplay, it is also very practical for real life. Just because something costs an arm and a leg does not mean that it is the best that you can do. No one understand that. One more time, guys. Just because it costs a lot does not mean that it is the best or the end-all be-all. No one understand that when it comes to fabric, a lot of times because we live in a highly industrialized society and that's not just, um, that is not centralized to America, that is mo the majority of the world. Uh, when you buy something, uh, someone on the other side of the planet can also buy it, right? Like mass production is uh, both a godsend because it makes products cheaper, but is also when you want to be unique, it is really kind of a pitfall, right? I remember there is a local fabric store near where I live. It's on Mercy Boulevard. If you live in uh, Boston or Eastern Massachusetts. It's called Sophisticated. Um, if you so, I'm sure you've heard of it. They have three locations, which is amazing because they're mom and pop owned. They're not a corporation. And uh, 
going there, um, I ended up buying uh, some very lovely kind of uh, lace uh, crocheted uh, fabric. And I loved it. It was great. I made a shirt and I happened to go to Sears like that same week. RIP Sears, right? Like no more Sears. Uh, I happened to go there and I was looking you know, for stuff with my my mother. And I got there and lo and behold, there is a, a dress or a cover up rather that's made from the same fabric that I bought at this mom and pop store, right? Because they buy wholesale from overstock, I guess you could say. They're like the fabric equivalent of Dollar Tree. So I get there and I buy the fabric and then I see it at, um, at a name brand or mainstream store and they probably bought that from whoever, right? But the thing is, is that they're selling that shirt for a god awful amount of money that I won't even quote because it's silly for a shirt and or cover up. But I bought the fabric at like, I don't know, maybe a not even a third, less than a third, a sixth of the price that they're selling the whole shirt for. And so when you go to source stuff that you want for your cosplay, make sure that A, it's quality. B, it's what you really, really want. You're not buying it because it's the cheapest and you're not buying it because it's the most expensive and uh, I will forever in a day plug buying stuff from mom and pops buy stuff from actual people and not corporations um I when I first started sewing my grandmother is the one who got me into it and she's you know a big proponent of Joann's because Joann's is easy and there's one everywhere right like you turn a corner there's a Joann and while I am less likely to go to Joann's now because they closed the only one that's closest to me, which was in uh, West Roxbury, actually closer to Dedham than West Roxbury. But I'm also less likely to go because they charge a lot more for um, kind of fabrics that you wouldn't expect to. It's kind of like when you go to the store and, you know, someone is selling a cotton dress and they want an absorbent amount of money, like an absorbent amount of money and you're like, it's cotton, like it's a natural fabric uh, or fiber. You don't really have to work with it a lot. Maybe you have to dye it, but overall there's not a lot of work that goes into processing this, processing this garment. Um, Joann's is the kind of store that charges you a lot for it. Whereas when you go to a mom and pop, you're going to pay at least half or less than half than you would pay for uh, something at a name brand store or a corporate corporate store. Uh, so yes, for me personally, uh, when I do cosplay, I am not the kind of person who goes the felt and, or low key, or I guess say low budget foam kind of, uh, <laughs> uh, path. I really like things to be at as high quality as they can be. And for me with my price point, um, I really like to go middle ground, obviously. So I go for polyester sometimes it depends on what kind of cosplay we're going for so if you've been following the red lantern cosplay i bought some really great vegan leather which was kind of expensive for me personally i felt like it was expensive but it came in a really great color it was vibrant it was rich so i got it and i did a jacket in the the leather and i was originally going to do the bodice uh the crop top for my cosplay in leather as well but then i had an issue with how the leather wouldn't stick to the leather. The leather wouldn't take like a very strong heat bond glue, which was kind of annoying. So I had to switch to um, a scuba 
which is kind of like the fashion equivalent of neoprene. So I had to switch to that because that takes glue very well. And I had to glue on the red lantern symbol. So um, sometimes what you want is not what you get. Um, the vegan leather is a really great quality. It has a soft, it's soft, but it also has texture like any real leather would have. It doesn't obviously smell like leather, but you know, there's sprays that you can buy if you really want it to smell like leather. Cosplay really hinges on where you're at. Um, and that's a good segue into kind of picking what characters you do and do, do not want to cosplay. And so inherently, there's no character you cannot cosplay. Uh, in, in today's climate, in the climate of right now, it's really important to highlight the fact that while there is no character that you can't not cosplay, there is a wrong and a right way to cosplay. Right now, I am actually thinking about creating a white blood cell cosplay uh, from Cells at Work Code Black, which is the more mature version of Cells at Work, which you can probably watch on Netflix or Hulu. I think maybe exclusively Netflix, but check it out. It's really good. It's hilarious because it really is just a, an anime about the functions of the cells that exist in your body. And um, while Code Black isn't coming out as an anime until 2021, uh, you can still read the manga. And the manga is hilarious, right? Because in, you know, Cells at Work, you deal with things like heat stroke or um, sleep deprivation or getting, you know, a boo-boo, a.k.a., you know, a scratch or anything like that. You deal with what happens when those kind of things happen to the body. But in Code Black, you deal with... Uh, gonorrhea and you know getting an erection and stuff like that and so it's very interesting <laughs> to see uh the characters in the anime act that way uh and so when obviously with the white blood cell it's white its whole body is white whether it's code black or just normal cells at work and so right now i mean i'm not really hesitating on it i'm definitely i'm only hesitating because of the work involved but if I had to I would paint my whole body well not my whole body the parts of my body that you would be able to see white right because the white blood cells are white but if you're doing a cosplay and the character is uh you know they're not a white blood cell or they're not inherently white like maybe Domino from Marvel uh you should not color your skin. So if you want to cosplay, I don't even know, Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, do not, if you are not already brown, do not paint your skin brown and or which is more, more likely because reasons do not color your skin black either. It's not a good idea and it's really disrespectful. I can tell you personally as a person of color, uh, for me, sometimes it's like, well, I don't feel like I can cosplay a character who is inherently white. Or I would like to point out that a lot of the characters that you think are white and animate, they're Asian. It's just what is considered the most aesthetically pleasing or most beautiful version of Asian or Japanese or Korean that they feel it is. So even Naruto, he's Asian, right? And a lot of people like his eyes are blue and his hair is blonde. He's Asian. Like the whole aesthetic of Naruto is of the Japanese village, right? And so he's Asian. He just has uh, phenotypal features that we see as, or outside of Asia that we see as white, which might be white, but they're features that Asian people want to adopt, maybe. 
That's my perception. If I'm wrong, let me know. We can always discuss it on the Discord or, well, actually, Discord is the best place to discuss it. While I do have an Instagram, Instagram's not a really great place to have discussions. But I digress. Uh, continuing with the whole cosplay, don't be afraid to cosplay anything you want. And I actually recently in the maybe the last three months, I've met a lot of people who are interested in cosplay who um, happen to be of color, but they always felt like, oh, that was too geeky or I don't know what to do or, oh, I can't sew. Uh, and my reaction is always don't hold yourself back. Um, if you guys don't know, I started this journey of being an XP hunter a year ago, I think almost exactly a year ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> maybe a year and a couple months, maybe two months. But I started this journey and I am personable. I can get along with people. I can carry a conversation. I'm not an introvert, but I'm also not an extrovert. I am INTJ, which is my personality type. I'm a go-getter. I like to learn. I can talk to people. I, I love doing new things, but I am kind of a homebody. Like I feel most comfortable in situations where I can control. And for most people, that's their home. That's me. But I decided when I started this podcast, when I became XP Hunter Lee, that I wanted to go out there. I wanted to do things. I wanted to meet people. And I wanted to meet people who liked the things that I liked. And so I started doing things that I never thought I would. So I started playing D&D, which for a long time, I also considered like kind of a geeky thing to do because I'm like, oh, only super geeks play D&D. But D&D has all the characteristics of things I love. I love high fantasy. I love complex situations that resolve themselves in multiple different ways, which is in a very specific aspect, something that I think video games can never fulfill for me at this exact moment in time. But I started playing D&D thanks to Tavern of Tales. I started going out to conventions. I went to PAX East last year. I went to PAX East this year, right before the whole quarantine thing hit. I was supposed to go to Comic-Con this year, but RIP Comic-Con, it has officially been canceled as of last week. Teardrop, 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 right? Sad face. Um, but I started going to these things because I would meet like-minded people. And actually at PAX, I should say, as a tangent, I did meet someone and we had a really good, I met two people actually, I shouldn't say one person. I met two people and we had a great conversation about like what animes really kind of, what kind of animes we really enjoyed. And, you know, uh, it was, it was a good time. It was the first time that PAXies has served alcohol. So, you know, sitting in the, the kind of, really teeny tiny uh drinking section and i happen to be writing out the uh kind of social media plan for xp hunter rip i mean sorry guys i know this is kind of late uh june is kind of late and pax east was in like february march but i was writing out the plan for this and he happened to be start talking to me and i was talking about animes that i liked and manga that i liked and it was a really great time and i would never have met him if i didn't go to pax east and so don't be afraid to expand your horizons. Even if you think it's quote unquote geeky, the thing about it is if it's something you want to do, don't hold yourself back. So uh, while we're talking about cosplay practicals, I think I should definitely pitch that I am still working on my Red Lantern cosplay, which was supposed to be specifically for Comic-Con 2020. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to get to wear it to Comic-Con, but I'm still going to finish it. The jacket is something like 65% um, done. Uh, the pants are like 
zero percent done <laughs> i haven't even started them and the bodice or crop top that i'm doing to my costume is 70 percent done and especially for you guys uh the very first episode of cosplay academy is going to be me making two types of face masks which i had already had the idea to do before we went into quarantine but now it's even more prevalent so i'm gonna do a version that is made of foam and i'm gonna do a version that's made of fabric uh so be on the lookout for that on the youtube and igtv um so if you want to copy or not copy if you want to follow along you can so for me uh actually let's talk about corvin and cosplay so a lot of uh, our favorite cosplayers are still doing their things they're still making cosplay because that's what they love that's what they do and for me personally, I have had the hardest time. Like we already know, if you've been following along on the podcast, uh, you already know. But if you haven't, you can check it out on Google Play Podcasts, on um, Spotify, on iTunes Podcasts. I, one of my hardest uh, kind of hurdles to jump over is like my fear and procrastination, right? And the fear comes from, I am a very persnickety person. So I'm like, if I don't like it, other people gonna aren't going to like it, which I know is not true. So many times people are like, oh my God, Lee, that's so great. Oh, you're so creative. And I'm like, am I? Right? I'm my own worst critic. And procrastination just comes from, I, I'm a creative. And a lot of creatives, whether they be writers or artists or whoever, we are procrastinators. You just, you just like, oh, everything's more important than this right now. I can do this and it'll be fast. And it's just an excuse not to do what you need to do. So for me, uh, I have had the hardest time finishing this cosplay because even with COVID, I have like amended hours. Um, luckily for me, fortunately for me, uh, I still go to work every day uh, so I still have an income but for me it's still kind of like oh man like I have all this time but I have nothing to do but I have a million things to do uh, one of the key points of cosplay practicality is doing things in a timely manner set up a schedule for yourself and outside of even setting up a schedule you need to make yourself do it right because there's always something else you can do instead of what you actually want or need to do but prioritizing is important. So even if you have, you know, you have no underwear left in your drawer, right? And you need to wash them and you have no more jeans left and you need to finish a cosplay or you need, uh, you're very close to finishing a shirt or a hat or a mask for your cosplay. Uh, prioritizing, right? So obviously the underwear is the most important part. I, I feel bad that I have to say that, but I think some people don't get that. The underwear are the important part. You need underwear. I mean, depending on who you are, there's a lot of us who go commando. I'm not one of those people most of the time. So I'm going to say, take your clothes to the washer or even to the laundromat, wash them, skip it on home or bring your work with you to work on it there if you possibly can. So if you need to do a cosplay, set up how you're gonna do this. Okay, you have the jacket, you haven't put the arms on. Write out for yourself how it's gonna happen. I think one of the most practical things uh, about for a lot of people is the order in which things are gonna happen. And when I say that, I really mean writing it down or even singing out loud is easy, right? Talk is cheap. That is a very common colloquialism. 
So writing it down or putting out into the universe and like this is how it's going to happen can actually make things go faster rather than you trying to puzzle out how it's going to happen after. So for myself, like I have sticky notes all over the place. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to create. I already know. I've already planned out what the topics for all my episodes are going to be. Obviously, I'm open to new topics if whether you guys uh, propose it to me or someone I know proposes it to me or a companion who comes on the podcast proposes it to me. Uh, I can always amend it, but I have a plan in my head already of what I'm going to do. So from that, I can already make the graphics that I'm going to put up on Instagram or that I'm going to put up for the podcast on Spotify. I can already make those graphics. So that's something that's out of the way that I don't have to think about in the moment when I'm recording it or anything like that. So really planning is key. Letting yourself know that this is important, it needs to get done, even though you feel like you don't have time or you don't actually want to do it, forcing yourself to do it is is really important. And that goes into a lot of um, things that we're, that creatives have to do. And I just want to plug again that June is going to be Creativity Month. That's right. So for me, I'm a creative I have always been a creative my entire life. When I was a kid, I loved poetry and then I moved into uh, fiction writing and then I moved into film and TV and now I've moved into radio with this podcast. And so uh, the first week, we're going to be giving out prizes all month, right? For four weeks, I'm going to be giving out prizes. And if you want to know what the prizes are, you can check it out on uh one of my highlights on the Instagram. Remember, search XP Hunter Lee, no spaces. And uh, each week I'm going to be giving out a prize pack. I'll mail it to you. Uh, and uh, each week is going to be a different challenge. So the first week, of course, I'm trying to make it easy is a free for all. Whether you like to write poetry, whether you write short fiction, short fiction, short fiction, long fiction. Uh, if you write long fiction, like whole novels, just send me a portion or you draw or you do cosplay or even you make candles, you know, show me your creativity. And you can just post it on your Instagram or Facebook or however you like to show your wares or your creativity to the world and tag me in it, follow, like, etc. And each week, uh, someone will win. The first week, again, is going to be a free for all. Do whatever you'd like. Uh, and next week, I'll post on the Instagram and the Facebook and stuff about um, what that week's challenge is. But just worry about this week, creativity week. What, how do you express yourself creativity, creativity, creatively? Oh my goodness. How do you express yourself creatively? And that also goes for fiber artworks outside of cosplay. Do you crochet? Do you knit? Do you, um, weave rubber, uh, tire, uh, what is it? Do you re, uh, weave, uh, tire interludes, bike tire interludes. I've seen that there was a while they were making clothes and stuff out of it. Do you do that? Show me it. I am not discriminatory. Creativity is creativity and I'm all about it. And June is about it. So don't forget to uh, send me your creative works. I'm about it. Um, But cosplay practicalities. I, I've just gotten into cosplay. I would say the first cosplay I ever tried to do, uh, if you've never listened to the podcast before, was actually um, the Iron Regalia Vestments from Destiny 2. Yes. No. 
Destiny, just from D- Vanilla Destiny. And it came out really well. You know, I made my own shader and uh, kind of color pad- palette and everything. And the most, the thing that I'm most proud of on it are uh, the wool, the wool decals. I made them out of faux leather. They came out amazing. And they look really great. I didn't finish the cosplay all the way because I didn't make like the satchels and everything like that. But it came out pretty well. It looked really good. I even got like, I even did the face paint on my face, like my um, D1 character who was a an Awaken, Awoken. I had the white wig, everything. It was great. But that was my first cosplay. And then my next cosplay was Chocho Akamichi from Boruto, who I, I mean, Boruto's okay, right? But I'm really not invested in them. I really only did Chocho because she's brown, which is sad, but I did. And then I chose to do uh, a Red Lantern cosplay this year uh, as an OC or an original character because I am really into the Red Lanterns. I have been having a really rough time myself personally. Uh, and so the Red Lantern core really kind of resonated with me. Also, Guy Gardner, who for a long time was a Green Lantern, I love to hate because for me personally, I just think he's so Boston. It's just so Boston, it hurt me. Uh, but he is the uh, leader of the Red Lantern Corps right now. And I was like, I can get down with that. Like, you know, Guy Gardner is, he is explosive, um, but also you know, rational and he's the green kind of green lantern and or red lantern that I would definitely follow. And so, you know, red is for rage. And so I was like, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can be a red lantern. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, guys, no one understand that cosplay practicals or cosplay is not something that's outside of your reach. It's like, if it's a character you like or a character you want to exemplify or love so much that you want to be them, for a little bit of time, that's fine. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to be a certain race, color, ethnicity. You can be whatever or whoever you want to be. That is the beauty of cosplay. I also want you guys to remember that while the way the characters showed up to you originally in their anime form, in their manga form, or outfit is the way that you want to portray them but it's not always the way you have to if you like to you could do a steampunk patty mayo or you could do a uh, current day ronin kenshin however you want to do it you can be creative with it you can however your headcanon was you can personify the character you love that way but in the meantime in between time guys it's been great talking to you it's your friend Amelie and don't forget to do it for the XP see you guys bye XP Hunter is recorded live at the WBCA 102.9 FM studios a branch of the Boston Neighborhood Network Community Access Station